Well, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 15 of the podcast. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. Today, I am talking to the fabulous Julia Day, who is the powerhouse behind the Independent Girls Collective, which is a membership for small business owners, female entrepreneurs, and it's actually the first membership that I ever joined when I became self-employed in 2019. And I went on to work with Julia on a one-to-one basis. She was my business coach for a little while. And she's just an all-round, genuinely nice human being. And I asked her to come onto the podcast because she's so good at showing up, especially on Instagram and Instagram stories. And I'm seeing more and more often people kind of promoting the fact that as small business owners, we have to show up online but no one's ever really kind of saying what that means or how to actually do that. So I invited Julia onto the podcast to give her tips and advice on how to show up, what it means and kind of ways that you can do it. And actually it doesn't just mean showing your face on Instagram stories and sharing your personal life. That's not what it's all about. So without further ado, here's our conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think over on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you hang out. And yeah, enjoy the conversation. Okay, we have the fabulous Julia Day. Hey, Julia, how are you? Hello, um, I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. The first scouser on the podcast. I'm buzzing. (laughs) It's a very scouser buzz and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so am I thank you for inviting me on the podcast. Thanks for agreeing. I was I was a little bit apprehensive to um, ask you, if I'm honest. Why? For those of you that don't know, <laughs> Julia was actually my business coach at one point. <laughs> so uh, Julia knows a lot about me, let's put it that way. <laughs> I know, but as soon as you said you were doing a podcast, I was like, can I go on it? <laughs> let's go, let's do it. And then you took like two months to ask me and I was like, oh... She's, oh. it's not right it's not a good fit <laughs> oh no I'm in the doghouse <laughs> um cool so for anybody that doesn't know you um hopefully you've listened to previous episodes I'm sure you have of um I like to challenge guests to explain themselves and give us a little bit of a background info on you as a human being in 30 seconds or less and if you go over the 30 seconds, all that I ask is that you make a £5 donation to the charity Mind. Okay. Are you up for the challenge? I'm ready. <laughs> right. Ready? Yep. Go. Hi, I'm Julia Day. I am the founder of the Independent Girls Collective, which is a learning platform for female business owners to develop the skills and knowledge they need to build a profitable, financially sustainable business. Members get access to lots of courses, resources, and expert workshops to help them achieve their version of success, whatever that looks like for them. Holy crap. Did, did I do you, it? Did, did, did you um, practice that? <laughs> no, I've just, um, I've got, I've got it down. <laughs> just said it so many times. Wow, you were under 30 seconds. If it Was helps. I? Yay. But I'll donate anyway, because... I feel like I should. (laughs) I have to. It's just one of those things. No, I think that's a good charity to donate to. Um, I'll donate to them. Me too. 
<laughs> cool. So um, basically, when I asked you to come on the podcast, I really wanted to kind of have the conversation about kind of showing up online because I think personally, and I, I'm pretty sure I know quite a few other people would agree with me, that you do it in such an effortlessly amazing way like how you make it look so easy and I think um in terms of the Instagram world at the minute we all see this everybody is kind of pitching that you should show up you've got to show up all the time Mm -hmm. so I just kind of wanted to have the conversation around what does it actually mean and how do we do it so I guess my first question is what does showing up actually mean? <laughs> oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, I would say that showing up is just kind of making your presence known online. Whatever social media you use, or if you don't use social media, like through email. Um, and what I mean by that is it doesn't necessarily have to be kind of showing your face and talking to the camera on your Instagram story, which I think is what a lot of people um imagine it to be which you know it is to a point like that's how I do it and but it's also things like sending out regular emails to your email list or um making the effort to actually interact with people online um because that's a big one I think like if you're scared to show up online I think you're probably similar to how I was a few years ago in the if you're gonna reply to a tweet or like reply to someone's Instagram story you'll like type out a reply and be like they don't want to hear from me and then just delete it. Um, I can't and, tell you how many times I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. And it's it's so, if you've never been through that, it sounds really stupid because you're probably naturally showing up online anyway. Um, but it, it's something that a lot of people struggle with. So yeah, I would say in a nutshell, it's just being visible and making your presence known. And that can mean like lots of different things. That's such a good explanation, I think, because I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm kind of sat and, you know, we all do it, aimlessly scrolling through Instagram, where I'm just seeing so many more people kind of saying, you have to show up in your business. And you kind of go, but nobody's actually saying what it means. Like, what, what does that actually look like? So for you to kind of say, it's just about being really kind of in front of people. It's just about getting in front of people, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And there's there's ways to do it. And like one of the ways that I think about it in terms of business is if you think of three different, um, say you follow three different copywriters on Instagram and one of them is really professional and she always shows up on her stories and shares like advice and stuff, but you don't really know that much about her. Um, and then you've got another one who will show up and she'll like share her day and what she's doing and maybe she'll share the odd quote um but she doesn't really talk about like her business it's kind of like almost like an influencer account like you really enjoy following it you like her you've maybe had a chat with her you feel like you're friends um but maybe you wouldn't hire her because you don't know she's a copywriter because she never talks about it she only shares personal stuff And with the first one, maybe you wouldn't hire them either because although they're clearly very professional, you just don't feel like you click very much. And then with the third person, they show up and 
they're a copywriter and they share loads of like great advice but they also share like little snippets from their day or things they're interested in maybe they kind of share like what they're listening to at the moment and they listen to the same type of music as you or they love like your favorite band or they listen to the same podcasts or maybe they always share like what they're making for lunch that day and kind of the process of that so you're seeing their work day and what they do but also the little personal elements and I feel like that's sort of the sweet spot of showing up online um in terms of as a business because especially as you know a solo business owner because people get to know you but they're also aware of what you do and I think that's the balance that people struggle with sometimes um I've had a lot of clients where like they've got tons of followers and they always like they'll show up and like they share like videos of their dog and their dog is really cute or like they'll share their meal plan and like you know they're really healthy and people find that really inspiring and they want recipes but the thing that they actually are on the platform for they're not talking about that at all um and then on the flip side that's really interesting actually yeah because people just don't know like if you think about how many people when you follow someone how often do you go and actually look at their profile because I would guess it's not very much yeah it's just when they crop up in your feed isn't it or on your stories yeah so it's not enough to have like I do this in your bio because chances are anyone already following you isn't gonna look at that and I know it it seems a little bit patronizing to be like remind people of what you do but (laughs) there's a lot of creative ways to do that and it is really important because then if someone has interacted with you before and they feel like they've got that personal connection and you've got a lot in common or they just like you as a person and they also know what you do when they need someone to do that guess who they're gonna come to it's so funny and it's so hard for me to not literally laugh out loud because I think like this feels like one of our coaching sessions because that's all (laughs) you ever used to say to me was like, Lorna, I d- people don't know what you do. And I'm like, yeah, but I talk, I say it all the time. And you're like, no, they don't. No, you don't. Get on with it. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That makes me sound very bossy. I'm not that bossy. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's, she's, she's not bossy. She's I say it in the nice. I used to like yeah. show your advice back to you and be like, <laughs> why aren't you doing this? But yeah, I think, and it's, I think another mistake a lot of people make is they follow kind of, people's advice on like this gets really good engagement on whatever social media platform and they'll share that but actually that's not really relevant to their business like I love quotes it's the most infuriating thing yeah. on the planet. I love quotes but I think when people start sharing them and they're not actually relevant to their business it's kind of like okay I am all for the motivational quotes I, yeah. I love nothing more but, but you mix set, like, it up and you share yeah. like graphics about what you do as well and it's that's like the good mix because people I think like for me one of the things that helps to grow an Instagram account in particular is um things that people can share where you're you're almost like their mouthpiece and quotes are so good for that um yeah. but at the same time you still need to make sure like am I mentioning what I do am I sort of sharing that in a way that's interesting am I like displaying my expertise I actually hate saying that it's like my least favorite (laughs) phrase but um because I I know people you know it's a bit of an overused uh phrase but you know 
it's worth like if you forget and you just use Instagram as like a personal thing it's worth honestly having like a little note um a little thing in your calendar so it it gives you a notification like talk about what you actually do that's Um, such a good tip I used to forget all the time and I'll just be like yeah like you know here's my dinner here's what I'm doing I'm like (laughs) okay (laughs) you you probably need to get some work as well so maybe talk about what you actually do and share some advice it doesn't have to be like over the top like come and buy from me Uh, I don't know what that voice was sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) but that just that does make sense because it's actually you do kind of forget and I think and it could be twofold it could be the fact that you're so kind of you're already busy because a lot of people kind of forget that when they've got clients that those clients might not always yeah or if you've all if you've got a constant kind of stream of customers you might have them right now but you still need to carry on marketing for when you don't yeah totally like with IGC um which is my membership I only open it every couple of months now but I still need to market in between that time because if I just like didn't do anything and then came back once every couple of months like hey guys uh come and back come and join <laughs> by the way <laughs> yeah by the way <laughs> yeah then like people wouldn't be excited about it whereas I make an effort to try and share loads of valuable um advice and tips and things and even kind of um like member success stories and nice things people have said about IGC which I always appreciate um in between those times because that's what gets people interested in it and then it's sort of like more of a longer term plan um and it, it's like what you say with when you've when you're already fully booked with clients it's quite difficult to focus on okay well what's going to happen after these contracts end but it's important to have some kind of like game plan. Like, I don't think you need to show up every single day. I think just Ooh, fairly controversial. Sorry, sorry guys. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, it's a good thing though. <laughs> um, no, it's just it's just that thing that I think you know. I one of the reasons I, I I could see this conversation going more towards Instagram. You're up to kind of is it almost seven thousand followers now? Yes, yes, it and. Is. But (laughs) proud, Um, like proud, like a proud mother. Um, (laughs) But there are so many people screaming and shouting online that say, you know, you have to show up every single day. And I think that just sends people into a state of overwhelm. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I probably show my face on stories now every single day. Yeah. But there was a time that I didn't. And it just felt really overwhelming to have to think about things to say. But actually as you've just mentioned, it's not just about always being like, this is what I do. It's about kind of showing the other side of you as a human being because people buy from people, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think as well, you know, I have definitely been in a kind of, um, I guess, a phase of my business where I would plan like two posts to go out every single day and I would be on stories constantly and yeah my following went up a lot but also did that translate into business not necessarily and it's just not a sustainable thing for a lot of people like that's a lot of work to do if it's just you and I've got a friend who I think she's got about 500 Instagram followers she doesn't come on that often but she's fully booked until like November time and it's you know 
if you want to grow a following, you've got to think of why you want to do that because actually you can run a successful business without a massive following. Like you don't need 10,000 people to buy from you. Chances are you would be very overwhelmed if that happened. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like, you know, yeah, it's good to grow. It's amazing to get shared. It is really good. It can be good for business, but it's not absolutely essential does that make sense I feel like I've rumbled on there no it does make sense I think it's probably I think one of the kind of questions that's just popped into my head though is there's obviously a significant difference compared to if you're a um, product-based business or a Mm service-based business so obviously we're I feel like the majority of this conversation has been about service-based business because that's essentially what we do (laughs) but in terms of like a product-based business you know I don't know if you've got any experience with this, but would it make a dramatic difference if they didn't show up every single day? Because obviously they don't have that kind of, I feel like with a service-based business, it's, you know, money exchange for time. Yeah. But product-based businesses are money exchange for products. So there's not necessarily a cap. Yeah, that's true. I think, um, firstly, shout out to Emma Phipps, who runs Bowtie, because I think she is the perfect example of someone who... Oh my god, if you do nothing, go and follow her. (laughs) Her stories are amazing. Yeah, and like, so she she makes, like, bow ties for men uh, to wear at weddings from these, like, beautiful vintage materials. She also uh, makes them for dogs, which is adorable. But she's recently branched out into making scrunchies, of which I own many. Yeah. Um, but she... I think she was she's kind of that point of she's the perfect person to look at with the whole pivot during a global pandemic person. Oh isn't yeah, she? she has done amazingly. And last year, I think it was last year, her Instagram actually got hacked and deleted, and she's <gasps> like built it up from then. And she's oh, just had like that. the best attitude to it. Cause I think her her old account had like a lot of followers. She's been she's been in business for a long time, about seven years. Um, and she's also like such a lovely person as well. Um, but she is such a brilliant example of how product-based business owners can show up. And I think as well with product-based businesses, there's so much that you can share that doesn't take as much effort as maybe a service-based business would show up and, you know, kind of have to talk through something or like make some graphics to share their kind of um their advice Mm. or what they want to kind of share with their audience but if you're a product-based business there's so many opportunities you can do like um I love a time lapse of like people making their products or packing their products you know you can share like share pictures of the products you can even share yourself like on the post office run um there's so much to share so it's sort of like I don't think, again, I don't think necessarily you have to show up every single day, but I think obviously as as much as you can sustainably where it's not going to have a negative impact on you, but I think it takes probably a bit less time. But yeah, I think the way Emma does it is amazing and it is a really good example of how she blends that professional with personal because she'll show up and talk about like, she'll always share like her cat who is so cute. Um, And (laughs) she'll talk about like, going to bongos bingo and stuff like that um or like what she's had for dinner and stuff but she also will share like updates on the scrunchies she does kind of like when she does a launch she'll often share like how she's making them she'll do little sneak peeks of the material she's using to get people excited um she'll often share like once the first wave of sort of orders from a launch are going out she'll share a picture of them all like displayed together which is really cool 
Um, and the great thing about that is she can use that for her stories, but she can also repurpose it and use it for her actual grid as well. Yes. Yeah, she is definitely the perfect example, I think. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm not a stalker, yeah. honest. I just think she's really great. I mean, I would definitely question that right now. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I guess, so obviously, the, the, for me, the key thing that you said there is very much thinking about what you can do sustainably because mm-hmm. the amount of people I work with that go like I don't know what to post every single day and I'm like why the hell do you want to post every single day yeah like what's the purpose behind it or is it just because you think that's what you have to do yeah and it's very much they're like but how do I and then we obviously go into the whole conversation of you know how do I come up with all of these ideas and blah 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 <laughs> and um I'm just like whatever you can do consistently do that if it's once a week then it's once a week if it's three times a week great it's three times a week but don't do it like six six days one week and then nothing for the next six weeks yeah and it's I think it's like it takes quite a while to get your head around it but it's so true and you know if it helps you to plan stuff in advance do that it doesn't make you less authentic like I find it helpful to kind of not so much now but definitely when I started to sort of have an idea of what I was gonna share every day like you don't have to follow it but it's just so you've got something that's helpful and it makes it easier for you because really that's what it's about like you don't want to as you say you don't want to post every day for a week and then just burn out be like just disappear for another month or something yeah it's just not gonna have a very positive effect on business is it so I think you're asking people to trust you at the end of the day and like if someone is gonna yeah. trust you with their money but you're always like disappearing off instagram like that's not gonna build that trust but even if you just show up like once a week but you do it consistently it still builds that trust that helps people know what to expect from you because us as human beings we're creatures of habit aren't we so if we it's very much like if we know something like even if we're obviously focusing a lot on instagram because mm-hmm. that's kind of your ball game but um <laughs> I think like you obviously you mentioned beforehand about email and other kind of avenues or channels yeah even if it was like emails if you're if you're going to send emails don't send you know do it every Tuesday morning or every do you know what I mean it's not about doing one every single day and then disappearing because all of a sudden after you've probably sent six or seven those people on your email list are going to expect to see your email on Tuesday morning yeah exactly and actually speaking of emails I think that's a really um interesting thing I love it I don't but I need to do more of it like I've used it this time around um I've just closed like had a reopening and closing of the IGC membership and I used it and it has been really effective but one of the things that people say a lot is I don't want to email my list because I don't want to annoy them and it's like they signed up for your email list so you emailing them as agreed will not annoy them but also if it does they can just unsubscribe and it's not that's not something that you need to worry about like I don't think anyone is going to reply to an email that you've sent out to your list being like how dare you send this email to me (laughs) I mean unless you've been really naughty and added them to your list without their permission they might hate that (laughs) <laughs> do not do that it's illegal I've had this debate on Instagram a couple of weeks ago did you see my rant yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sorry <laughs> like I was livid 
Thank you. Um, be sorry. It's so like it's such an invasion of like privacy. Oh, it's nuts. But yeah, so you're absolutely right. And funnily enough, um, just for anybody that's listening, because this very much feels like we're just having a chit chat, which is great. Um, <laughs> but that just reminded me. Julia always used to say to me during business sessions, um, like nobody, like you're not holding a gun to someone's head and like forcing them to give their like their money to you like and that's always stuck with me so it's the same thing with email like like you just said and it just made me laugh internally because I was like (laughs) oh my god she's back because (laughs) because it's like it's so right like they have taken the action to sign up for your emails and that's that's on them that's not on you so how can you annoy them yeah exactly and like you know if you think about people who you follow or who you're subscribed to if they start to get on your nerves a bit do you send them a nasty message do you bitch about them probably not you probably just unfollow them quietly or unsubscribe from their list quietly so true and well I totally know because I am like that is me like whenever I I shared something on my story before um, and I was so worried that someone who had said because I was basically talking about like when people set like have a go at new freelancers for not charging enough and I was like that's none of your business because if you're good at what you do and like sharing the value that you provide then like people will pay your prices but that's your responsibility like it's not other people's problem yeah and I was like oh my god what if someone who said this like replies to me <laughs> but at the end of the day like that's just what I think and if people don't agree with it like that's absolutely fine <laughs> There's always an unfollow button or an unsubscribe button. Yeah, like, you know, people, I always assume people are, hate me, but um, they don't, <laughs> hopefully. No, nobody but, can hate you, don't be silly. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, like, but that's the thing, like, I think everyone assumes that, and the, the sooner you realise that it's not just you who, who worries about that, the sooner, and you kind of reflect it back on yourself and think what would I do if if I thought this what I'm worrying about about someone else and you realize that you know no normal person is gonna um say something nasty to you or like publicly humiliate you it's just not something that people do really I mean there are a few bad eggs in the world but oh yeah they're few and far between aren't they it's not yeah it doesn't happen very often yeah, that's why I said normal people. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, so I guess kind of one of the questions I had written down before we hit record was mm. what kind of advice? So a lot of, uh, in it's generally in Facebook groups, you know, but I think I see a lot of people kind of go, I've got a bee in my bonnet this week about people like looking for quick wins and hacks and all of this kind of stuff. Mm. And it just winds me up. But in Facebook groups more so than ever it's very much about like people just say how do I get more followers for example Mm. and a lot of people will say just show up or just show your face on Instagram stories or just do this or just do that and they kind of give away what has worked for them but that doesn't make it relatable to the person that's asked the question Mm. so I guess like my question is what for someone that is totally new and scared to put themselves out there like the amount of messages I've had recently like oh you're so confident on camera I did a whole thing about it and I was like but I've been doing this daily for 16 months yeah 
like it doesn't happen overnight and <laughs> I don't think people realize that but what advice would you give somebody for like the person that's kind of sat there thinking well I know I need to do this but I don't I don't really know how to start and I don't they're just so kind of they've got that fear of failure I guess okay are we talking like specifically about talking on your Instagram story or another kind of social or just kind of showing off in general I mean I feel like just showing up in general but it can absolutely go towards insta stories because I think you're great on insta stories thank you as are you (laughs) um I would say so specifically for instagram stories if you definitely want to show up and start talking more firstly it will absolutely benefit your business um like it honestly changed the game for me when I started doing it Yeah, I would say if you want to talk on your story, the best thing you can do is to plan out what you're going to say. And I don't mean like read from a script, but just kind of think, okay, what is it that I want to share? What's the purpose of it? What do I I want people to get from it? And go from there because it's a lot easier to speak when you know what you're going to say. Whereas if you're just kind of going, well, just say something, that's going to probably make you feel awkward and come across to other people as well um in general showing up I would say most people are if in terms of engaging with people that's kind of a good way to kind of show up without being sort of um exposing yourself I guess um and I would say in terms of that people are always really happy to have engagement to have people who've like replied to them and shared their thoughts and started a conversation I don't think I've ever had a negative reaction from like replying to someone's story or commenting on their post like the worst thing that happens is someone just doesn't reply which is absolutely fine and actually when they don't reply you don't I tend to find that I don't I don't remember that I've even sent them a message yeah exactly um but also on the flip side, if you are a small business and you do have comments or you have DMs from people, please do reply to them because it's just good <laughs> manners. Um, <laughs> do you, you're not um, believe the amount of people that I speak to where they're like, I'm just not going on Instagram and like no one ever engages with my stuff. And then I'll see like they've got comments and they've just not replied. And I'm like, maybe that's why. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, showing up as well, if there's anyone where you're worried about someone from like your personal life seeing what you post just mute them or block them um I know that sounds harsh but you know you can hide your story from people if you're worried like my boyfriend can't Mm. see my Instagram story (laughs) that's so interesting really yeah also sometimes I I tag him and he gets really annoyed because he knows I've tagged him and he can't see it um but yeah because because he doesn't really follow people like that like it's actually not the most normal thing to talk on your instagram story it's very much like an online small business slash influencer thing whereas he mostly follows like i don't know gq or something and like football (laughs) related things um so to him he finds it quite funny um but that's such a valid like valid 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 piece of advice because I've noticed recently so in my on my personal Instagram so I've literally got two Instagrams yeah because obviously like family life you know brothers just had a baby and Mm. I'm like I just want to share all the baby photos and I'm like it's probably not the best place to do it on a business account but I mean I'd like to see them 
but I think it's the <laughs> one anyway. <laughs> Um, but I've noticed that some people, the more like I've I've started talking about the fact that I'm self-employed and I've got my own business and stuff on a on my personal account, mm-hmm. and so I've noticed people from my kind of my personal life, if you like, yeah, start following my business account, and all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap! Like, I there's a there's a level of nerves, and I'm like, yeah, why? There's and and you're so right. You can just mute them, and it sounds it does sound horrible. But there's also another kind of point where, um, I don't know if you've seen it, you're very much Instagram, aren't you? But like on Facebook, when somebody starts a new page and they're like, can everybody like my page? And I'm like, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, because then no one's going to engage with it. <laughs> yeah, because they're not going to buy from you ever. Because they're your friends and family. Like, And it's just going to drive you nuts because you're like, what, what about if this person thinks this? Or maybe they're thinking this. And so it just doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of the same thing with Instagram. You know, I I specifically set up a new one for my business because I knew, and I've actually blocked, this sounds horrible, and I've got a feeling that my dad and my brother and everybody else is going to listen to, <laughs> they listen to my podcast. Aww. But I've hidden my dad and my brother from my stories, I think, and my sister-in-law, because it's just, I'm like, it puts me off, which doesn't help me it hinders me yeah exactly like if there's if you're worried about it like chances are there's probably a specific person or maybe a couple of people specifically where you're worried about them seeing what you're doing online yeah get rid of those people like there's no harm in it if someone says hey um I was following your business Instagram but like I can't find it anymore just say like oh yeah I've just kind of you know gotten rid um for like people like friends and family just because I felt a bit awkward about it <laughs> like <laughs> just laugh it off people won't be offended and if they are that's kind of a, a douche move um that's still a word do people still douche. say that yeah, and I, I live in so. 2005 um, <laughs> that's fine um <laughs> I'm cool simpler though. times <laughs> I had to be 13 again um <laughs> but yeah I think um you know and like really think about what is it that you're worried about happening what's good what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you show up online because no one's gonna die um you're not yes you know your job most likely uh if you're a surgeon listening to this please ignore this part your job (laughs) is not life or death for people so (laughs) you know whatever you share it can't be that bad and like what is it that you're worried about if you're worried about criticism then you just need to make sure that you've got your facts right and that you're comfortable in what you're saying and that you're confident that it's right and also being open to if it's something like um you know marketing and you're kind of sharing some advice on that or you're sharing some advice in whatever your area of expertise is just be open to the fact that some people might not agree with you and that's fine that doesn't mean you're wrong it just means they have a different opinion um and yeah just kind of I I like have quite bad anxiety and one of the most helpful things I find is to think what's the worst thing that could happen because 99% of the time it's not that bad and that kind of like reassures me and I'm like yeah okay if it's like insecurity about the way you look which sounds shallow but I've definitely dealt with that and I know a lot of people do no one cares what you look like no you're not there to be hot although I'm sure you are um (laughs) but people if people are coming to your business account they're not looking for you to be like all glammed up or anything 
um and people don't care about the way you look like I don't think I ever think unless someone's clearly like glammed up or like I think you'd had your eyebrows done the other week and I was like <laughs> ooh, looking hot um <laughs> the but, amount of people that dm'd me yesterday saying you look really nice today I was like oh my god thanks so much I actually put makeup on for the first time in six weeks <laughs> did you did you get a tan I feel like you looked so tan yesterday and I was <laughs> really was impressed <laughs> I was like I want to be this tanned um <laughs> but yeah like that's the thing like I only genuinely I only notice people's looks if I am thinking like oh they look really nice um Mm. no one is I don't think anyone's sitting there going like but like also that's not the point and anyone who does that is a bit of a knob to be honest (laughs) how like it is weird how we've all kind of got to this and I guess it's just society isn't it but like um there's two people that come to mind and one is uh, I don't know her last name Polly Polly Vadaz who yes. yes so I follow her account and literally just before we started recording I watched her stories and she kind of went oh, I've just tried to like slick my hair back and it's failed so you can just put up with this kind of thing yeah but how funny is that that we all do it we all feel like we have to explain that when actually nobody gives a crap yeah like do you know what um when someone comments not comments and I do this all the time but when someone's like oh sorry I'm not wearing any makeup or sorry my hair is such a mess and I do this as well but I try not to but sometimes you just sometimes you just have to say it to be like I acknowledge that I do not look my best right now but whenever someone says that I always want to message them and be like honestly like you don't need to apologize for that like it's it's normal yeah 100% because and the other person that comes to mind is um Fiona Thomas because she categorically she's like I'm not putting on makeup Mm. (laughs) like she's like I wouldn't I wouldn't do it normally so why would I why would I do it to come on stories and I feel like I've been going through it recently to be fair I I have seen there's quite a few people that I follow personally and a lot of them have been like I'm not using filters anymore and I'm like I really want to do it but I don't feel confident and like the filter just gives me that extra boost of confidence yeah I love a filter personally (laughs) and like you saying like did you get a tan that was just like I'm not talking filters that literally change the shape of your face they are absolutely absurd but the filters that just kind of give you a little bit of a color or do you know what I mean yeah like I used one before and I don't have makeup on at the moment and it gave me like false eyelashes and I was like I never need to wear makeup again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's definitely like it's funny you should say that because that's something I'm trying to do at the moment because I always wear makeup it just Mm. like I mean you know for me the winged eyeliner is a must but I'm trying not to wear like foundation and I'm trying to go on stories when I'm not wearing makeup even if I have a filter like I don't think it's like cheating or if you'd say that because it's it's just an Instagram story um and but it just goes to prove that people do not give a crap they're there for what you have to say and what you have to say is valid and they want to hear your you know I hate this word expertise yeah and (laughs) they want (laughs) to I can't stand it um but they they're they're generally if they're following you or even if they're taking the time to watch your story and they don't follow you there's there's an interest or an intrigue there they literally don't give a crap about what you look like 
Yeah, exactly. And I know we have gone super off off on a tangent here. Yeah, we have a little bit. Basically, um, if you're worried about what other people think, really, like, ask yourself why that is. What is the specific thing that you're worried about? And how can you sort of resolve that? Whether it's kind of being comfortable with the fact that maybe some people will disagree with you or maybe some people will kind of... um, One of the things... Um, where I've had clients who share a lot of their personal life but not a lot of business stuff is they're like oh well when I talk about business I don't get as much engagement and it's just kind of accepting that because people don't come to Instagram to be sold to as much as it works well as you know an asset for your business we don't go on there to be sold to but if you're selling something that's of interest to people or that will help them then they will be interested. But the majority of your audience, like you probably will get a lower engagement rate on posts where you're like promoting something that you sell. Um, but you just have to be okay with that because it doesn't mean that you're failing. It's just a fact, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that, to be fair. And I guess in a roundabout way, and this might be quite personal, so feel free to tell me to sod off. <laughs> what... um. As I said, like when I kind of thought about what we could talk about if you came on the podcast, there's so many things we could have talked about, hundred like millions of things we could have gone into. Um, but I think showing up for me was really it was really key because I feel like, as I said, like you do it quite effort effortlessly. That's mm. the right word. And so I think to make it kind of relatable, what impact has have has showing up whether it's on Instagram stories or in the grid or whatever has that had on your business because I can only assume it's been a positive one like overwhelmingly positive um so I used when I first started um so I did like freelance accountancy um and I ran some courses about like managing money for your business and stuff um I used to do you know when people do that thing of like they say we but really it's just one person running the business yes I used to do that and I would never show my face and I would just like share kind of like flat lays and like graphics and stuff and when I started showing my face like my business in terms of income but also in terms of like audience growth it just shot up it's crazy um and did that have like an actual impact on like the number of members? So it was before I started IGC. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it definitely had an impact on how many people wanted to work with me. Um, because they, I think especially as a service-based business, but it also applies to product-based business, people love to connect with you and know who it is that they're speaking to or watching. Um, and I can actually like as a kind of very casual case study so um, I've as I mentioned before I've just finished up a sort of like a membership launch where I've reopened and then closed it Um, and I did that in May as well so in fact I think it was like sort of middle of April early May so it was like peak lockdown we were still very much in like the very strict restrictions and I had so much time because I was in the house all the time so I was on Instagram every day talking about things you know um going live and just you know having a chat and talking about membership and also in the weeks before that we'd been at home as well so I'd been on Instagram stories more anyway just kind of sharing advice and trying to help people who were struggling and that kind of thing yeah this time around um 
I'm not sure if we can say lockdown is over, but it's eased a lot. Like we can go out and things. And when lockdown started, I actually do some freelance work as well, um, like project management work. And I lost all that freelance work when lockdown started. Um, but now I have that work again. And so I have less time to be on Instagram or like promoting what I do. And last time around, because of that, I saw like a definite difference in how many people joined IGC and how many people interacted with the stories I was doing about it because I was showing up so much. Whereas this time, most of our members came from email marketing because that was something we'd sort of already put into place. And I just didn't have as much time as I had sort of three or four months ago to show up and to talk about it um so it 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 did it does really have an impact because it's so interesting yeah it's just like I guess it's just reminding people that you exist and like what you actually do I think and yeah it's crazy to see the difference I mean obviously next time I'll just have to work out a balance of kind of you know showing up more than I did this time but not as much as last time because that was because um you know I had a lot more time yeah Yeah, but it's so interesting to see it and I've always believed in the kind of like you know showing up does genuinely make a positive impact but now I've got like a solid kind of case study where I can say here is some proof (laughs) but that also kind of brings it back around to the fact of not relying on one platform as well because absolutely you obviously said at the beginning, like showing up isn't just Instagram stories, although this conversation has very much been about Instagram. You having an email list, you were able to reach different, maybe potentially different people, but definitely in a different-, different people. Like most of my email list is US based, whereas most of my wow. Instagram following is in the UK. Um, so yeah, it's very much a different audience yeah it's great I think it's because um I used to be like go hard on Pinterest um, and I used to blog like three times a week um and yeah I mean I know Pinterest is something that you talk about and I don't even go on Pinterest that much anymore apart from to like look at clothes (laughs) (laughs) and like hair but my most of my Harry Styles I mean he's more Tumblr but yeah I couldn't do the podcast episode without mentioning Harry Styles to you. It was See, just not going to happen. But if that's the personal brand and like showing your personality again, because someone 100%. today, um, someone sent me a playlist of like unreleased Harry Styles songs and they were like, oh, I saw this and thought of you. I thought you'd like it if you haven't seen it. That already. is the cutest thing I ever. Like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, But people do that or like if there's like, I don't know, like a picture of them or something, people will send it to me and be like, I know you love Harry Styles. And I'm like... Thank you. But these people also like they work with me or they're members of IGC, but they they know what I like and it, it's crazy how it works. But it's the same like if there's something I know someone I follow is really into, I I will probably send them something about it if I find something interesting or if it's something I'm interested in, we'll have a chat. But it's very powerful. Um what are we talking yeah, about sorry. then? Pinterest. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Why would you bring up Harry Styles? You know that distracts me. <laughs> so yeah, so I don't even really use Pinterest for business anymore, but the majority of my website traffic still comes from it. So the majority of my email list is based in the US because I've just found that they seem to use Pinterest a lot more. Um, I'm not sure how accurate that is, but that's what I've found anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, Pinterest is like 
you know I've, I've did all that work for like a good one or two years and it's still working for me so um it's a a crazy platform in that way but yeah like you're so right you know not focusing on one platform is really important and I think what I've noticed now is that the platforms that are sort of up and coming like TikTok maybe Reels on Instagram um they're always becoming something that demands more of you demands more of you showing up yes um which is really about that yeah I'm not sure how I feel about it like I do like a TikTok but um it's very much like you know if you think about sort of the first proper social medias I'm not going to include my space in this because (laughs) (laughs) my space was very much me and my gigantic fringe so I was definitely showing up there but if you think about like Twitter you don't really have to I don't know, like, you can just tweet, like, sentences and stuff. You don't really have to share share images or videos, and you can still build quite a big following. Um, You don't necessarily have to show up and be yourself. Um, Instagram is obviously more about imagery, and then with stories, it's sort of been more people will use it almost as, like, a vlog, and I guess YouTube is the same in that. And then TikTok is very much, like, I know there are some TikToks where like people aren't featured in it at all, like maybe product-based ones, or there's a guy I follow who just makes pasta, which is great. Um, <laughs> of course you do. Of course the you two, do. The two loves of my life, pasta and <laughs> Harry Styles. Um, <laughs> but most of them are people showing up and, you know, lip syncing or dancing or sharing some like helpful yeah. advice. Um, and I guess Reels is the same because it's basically TikTok. Um, <laughs> I can't get sued for saying that, right? I don't think so. <laughs> and IGTV we'll find as out. well. Yeah, <laughs> IGTV as well. Like that's generally people kind of showing up and talking to the camera. So mm. it's definitely going more towards that way. And I'm sure there are ways that you could do it without literally showing up and showing your face. But really, that's probably the easiest way to do it. And I think technology is going to go and social media is going to go more and more in that direction so if you can do it then you probably should start if you can I feel yeah I feel like it's just that comfort zone thing isn't it so many people and I don't I think in my brain I almost can't comprehend why I get that we all have our insecurities and you know some people they're just like I just can't put my face on camera yeah and I mean I I don't want to say it but I don't know if it's more of a um, generational thing. Like, mm, yeah, my parents refuse to have their photo taken and they're the type of people that take a photo. Can I check it? Oh no, delete that one. Take it again. That sounds like me, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very much like, whereas I'm very much the person that I'm, I feel like how I talk on Instagram stories and how I if I do an, a live or an IGTV, like I would say the same thing if I was stood in front of you. It's just that that mindset change, I think, of the fact that this it is 2020 and this is the way the world's going. But Yeah, I think we're more accepting of um, yeah. technology in that way because we've kind of grown up online anyway. Yeah. Um, and we're just sort of used to connecting with people in that way. Like, um, you know, obviously we both use Zoom. We both... so we kind Mm. of show up in that way we've got FaceTime and it's just sort of as that technology's developed I guess we're sort of still 
oh, I hate to say it, I, we're still kind of young enough to sort of accept it. Whereas I've definitely found with people, yes. not, not everyone, hashtag not all boomers. <laughs> um, boomers. I know, I don't know how old a boomer is. I don't think my, I think my dad's too young to be a boomer. So maybe not boomers, maybe like generation X. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. Um, but they're sort of a little bit less accepting because they've not grown up with as much like even um like my boyfriend's 10 years older than me and even that that gap of not even a generation the things that we the differences because I've sort of been a child and had the internet and he hasn't is crazy I think it's just it's just a familiar oh I'm I'm never gonna be able to say that word it's just a thing about being familiar isn't it it's not familiar to them whereas it's all we've ever known yeah, I mean, it's it's a generalization, but in general, young people yeah. do tend to be earlier adopters of tech. Like my um, younger cousin, who's still in school, like she knows more about stuff than me. Like when I when I mentioned TikTok to her, she's like, "Don't take our platform." <laughs> um, but which That's I totally true. get because I felt like that when like my dad got Facebook, I was like, oh, "For God's sake!" But also. Yeah. We've grown up, we've gone on nights out as teenagers and like, you know, uploaded an entire Facebook album. So to that point, we're more used to having our faces online. Yeah. Um, but I think but yeah. actually kind of bringing it back as well, that with the whole email thing, there are so many different, and obviously you mentioned Twitter, there are so many different channels that allow you to show up in a way that is maybe a little bit more comfortable for you. Yeah, like so- just build up to it. You don't need to... You know, I'm not saying get on Instagram stories and start talking to the camera. Like, do what works for you. But the bar is continuously being raised and it's continuously getting to the point where technology is almost the same as face-to-face. Yes. Um, And I think during COVID, that's kind of helped a little bit. (laughs) Definitely. And even like email now, you know, people will embed like GIFs of themselves. They'll embed videos in there or, you know, when when you join someone's email list, they'll send you like a personalized video of them like welcoming you. Um, Mm. And yeah, it is tough to get used to. But I think, as you said, it's not going to change. It's going to get more video based, if anything. So you may as well hop on board but I totally get like when people are worried about showing up and especially I think like I I used to find it quite hard because I'd be like oh you know people might not like the way I look or I'm not happy with the way I look in that or you know as a scouser I don't really think it's the best accent and I would be really insecure about my accent and be like oh my god like people are gonna think you know I I'm not an expert because I'm a scouser, which is obviously a horrible stereotype, but no. I'm aware that it is a stereotype. Like, do you know what really annoys me, right? This is so off topic, I'm sorry. <laughs> when people go, oh, you know, I'm working class, I've got relatives in Liverpool, and I'm like, that is so rude. Like, That what? is so rude. You, th- you think that, that you're making a point, but you're not making the point that you think that you're making. That is not cool. I know, there's loads of posh people in Liverpool. <laughs> I bloody love your accent. Thank you. I'm not a fan. I mean, there are there are some there are some Liverpudlians that I'm like, eh, what are you saying? Like, there is definitely like a a zone, isn't there, where like your accent changes. You've got a posh Scouse accent, I think. I thank you. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of like I, you know, I love getting on Instagram and hearing people's different accents, but also there is some snobbery around it. And it's, it, I bring that up because it, it sounds like such a silly insecurity to have, but 
most of our insecurities are silly and they are things that people wouldn't even think twice about. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best place to finish it, isn't yeah. it? We, you know, we all have insecurities. Don't worry about them too much and just yeah. try and work on them, I guess. Yeah. Just focus on what you want to share, which is what you do in your business and you're golden. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Julia. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun and sorry for all the tangents. (laughs) Yeah, we did go off on a few. We literally spoke just before we hit record about doing like a weekly live where we just talk (laughs) about stuff. And actually, I think after this podcast, it's just proof that we have to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I would genuinely love that. Let's do it. Sweet. Done. Well, this podcast is going live and over 500 people listen to my podcast now. So you've got to do it. Wow, that's crazy. Well done. Thanks so much. Um, So I guess, obviously the IGC is currently shut. But in terms of other things that you do, all of the amazing stuff, are you still doing coaching and stuff? Um, Not at the moment, just because like freelance work has picked up quite a lot. But I will be reopening the Independent Girls Collective at the end of this year I'm thinking November time so if you want to follow me on Instagram at independent girls collective that is of course based on today's conversation that's where I share everything um or you can go to my website and sign up for the waiting list if you want to but yeah that will be reopening the end of this year and you are welcome to join you get a new course every single month you get access to all of the courses that I've created previously I think there's about 30 now um and they're all like the very like short and to the point courses of like how to do things in your business so how to use Instagram for business like we've talked about today um how to manage your finances how to do a successful launch kind of I I say it's like strategy mindset and money because I think they're the main things that people need to learn but there's also loads of resources lots of workshops from experts including Lorna um (laughs) (laughs) so you can you can watch those as well yeah honestly I would I can't recommend the independent girls collective more if I'm honest I think I joined literally at the start of my business which was like last April and it honestly like Julia launches a course every single month and as she's just said they're quite short and to the point but there's no fluff which obviously I appreciate (laughs) (laughs) um and it's just so to the point and it's like if you want to do this this is what you do or this is something to think about and the level of content there like I think you kind of like you split because you split the videos up quite into small chunks Mm. like some are like three minutes and some are like eight minutes but there's always so many and then there's always a workbook and some worksheets and it just makes you kind of work through it at your own but I did two yesterday and I just my mind is blown and I'd already done them before but it's one of those things that when you can go back to it you see it from a different perspective and you're like actually I didn't think about that last time yeah oh that's so nice to hear which ones did you do um, I did the content one and the tax, <laughs> obviously. Fun. <laughs> God, I hate tax. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but it just makes it so when you don't understand something, if somebody can explain it in a really simple way, it just makes your life so much easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. So my so one, recommenda- one recommendation is to go and follow Julia 100%. 
um, and join the IGC when it opens. And thank you so much, Julia, for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me.